Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? In and out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast whose Toy Story allegiance resides within the walls of Children's Palace. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, our celebration of all things silent and deadly comes to a close as we get wild and weird again Mm -hmm. as we welcome royalty into the series Again, Again. <laughs> and talk Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. And whether you've wished upon a star or not, you can listen to our show. <laughs> Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up, uh, I was going to say uh, all up in your real boy hold, but that's gonna, that didn't know. No. <laughs> That's either a separate tab somewhere else or something special that you're going to order for that special someone. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, well regardless <laughs> whether you're special or not, uh, you can find us uh, being special on social media. Uh, we're uh, on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and Jiminy Jilliker shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, December 23rd, uh, if you find yourself being festive in the Kansas City area, head on over to screenland.com where you will find they have your Jiminy, Jiminy, Jiminy Jillikers. Jiminy Jillikers. Jiminy Jillikers shenanigans taken care of indoors. And virtually. <laughs> and the Friday this episode is releasing Genius. Our latest Friday Night Fright. Hello. Hello. Is a movie that in 1973 was a little ahead of its time in terms of social issues mm-hmm. that would come into play in 1974. So it's fascinating that in 2022. They're more prescient than ever. Unreal how that plays. On top of it being one of the best Christmas horror movies of all time. And we're not even talking about the creep factor. No, not at all. Now, that first conversation, that first har- thing of harassment is shocking. Yeah. And just how crude and lewd it is. And that's the best part of the peripheral viewing experience with Black Christmas. Like, Jesus, this is Bob Clark, this is Christmas Story's first Christmas movie? And especially when you realize that You'll Shoot Your Eye Out actually has kind of an interesting connotation and shot in this movie. And it's funny. It is genuinely funny. And it's not a horror comedy where it's like we're being good. It's like there are funny people and funny things going on. Like Sergeant Nash. Come for the come for the Olivia Hussey. Stay for the Saxon and Nash. Stay for the Fellatio. Yeah. It's the new new exchange. Come get snackered. It's, it's Gene Shalit says, check it out. <laughs> and on top of still being truly terrifying, <clears throat> yes, traumatic sense of dread. And again, I still think it's like the warmest holiday film in existence and the coldest yeah. as well. It is mean. It is mean. But it's 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 so much fun. It's it's a lot of fun. We hope to see you out now. Looking forward to next Friday Night's Fright. Ooh, you Apparently, don't need to see where this is going. And another one that has uh, made its way onto into the mouth of March Madness, where we've talked about it. We've never devoted an episode proper to it. But the real Paul Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one that I think a lot of people will agree is probably the best in his filmography. Mm-hmm. Hope to see you all out for Event Horizon. This movie is fucking slick. Fucking uh, uh, Dr. Neil Grant and uh, Cowboy Curtis in space. <laughs> Yeah. It's basically your exploitation grindhouse version of uh, Solaris. Mm-hmm. It's Hellraiser in space. Yeah. It's rad. It's slick. Great performances. Fun special effects. The atmosphere is top notch. It's really, really There's good. a reason why it's held up. And seeing it on the big screen, I haven't seen it on the big screen since the big screen. So I'm looking forward to that. I th- Actually, I could have sworn that the horror club actually did a hosting of it over at Tapcade at one point. 
Did we? I'm pretty sure because I actually still have a collection of old pre-shows in a folder on my computer. Maybe we did. There is one I because remember. the bumper is for the Kansas City Horror Club. Ah, yeah. Hey, been, let me tell you, it was back in 2017. Oh, wow. There's it's a, been a while. A lot's, a lot's changed since then. A lot has. A, a lot's lot has. changed since then. Now, there are no other repertory screenings that are happening at Screenland the weekend of the 23rd. However, uh, a movie that is perfect for the Christmas weekend and one that is definitely approved by both of us, Violent Night. Oh, one. That is going into my rotation. Mm-hmm. That would make a double feature perfect with the Santa sleigh. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun with that one. And another one that we have not watched yet, but I'm going to get to it, Avatar World of Water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's I, I love Cameron's movies. However, built around what I've heard about how he is on set, I have some issues, but apparently he's kind of a garbage director. Well, and he it, just treats people badly. You know, and even if I'm separating the art from the artist, you know, I'll it's not like and how I kinda say this politely, I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like Avatar One was cool. I was there. I watched the whole 3D. I was blown away by it, but I wasn't like, "Oh, this story is revolutionary." And la, 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 you know, I thought it was a good like everything's wrapped up, we're done. So, needless to say, you don't have an, an avatar tattoo, do you? No, I don't. You know, so you, like, did you see the guy that is like completely covered? Covered. I mean, if avatars your bag and you're jumping up and down to see this movie. Dope. I know that's just it. I'm actually kind of jealous, right? I'm not, and it's not like I'm like, man, fuck this movie, fuck Cameron, fuck Avatar. I'm not even like that at all. I'm like just like cool i just really like if i see it i see it if i don't i don't i'm not like i'm i'm gonna see i'm gonna see it i'm gonna see it but like because it's i want to see a new james cameron movie it's because i like his movies but i'm not like oh boy so like cool Uh, the old age has kind of saddened the fanboy in all of us has it not yeah (laughs) sometimes we just need to stay home and and then play with our cats. That's right. Well, you know what? If you'd like to stay home and play with your cats, you can. And you can still support Screenland. Uh, a couple ways you can do that if you're petting someone like Biscuit. Biscuit. Making his uh, un- multiple appearance here on the show. <laughs> At least he's not knocking shit down. Yet. <laughs> you have to go to a commentary for ours for that. Right. Uh, go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent from them directly. Or even better, become a member of their film family by going to Patreon.com slash Screenland. Where amongst the many perks, we offer up a little watch party called the Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. And Genius, uh, on the 31st, uh, looking forward to next week, we're going to be closing out the year with a double feature featuring what? Featuring uh, a very cunnilingus Christmas with Christmas Bloody Christmas. And we're going to be entering out with the classic uh, New Year's Eve genre favorite, which is going to be a first time for both of us. Both of us. Terror Train, and from what I've seen on I've Seen That, because I can, I've can i seen my way through it, and we're going to have a magical time with David Copperfield, just like, woo. Needless to say, I'm going to I'm gonna say it right here, and you know, you'll call my shot. If you join our film family, not only are you going to be able to watch those things on, on Shudder, part of the pre-show is going to be loaded <laughs> with good magic and bad magic. And just Magic. 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 <laughs> so yes, both of those films are streaming on Shutter, but we put together <laughs> what genius? What do you call it? It's the home game where we provide you a customized pre-show. So in this case, expect a lot of magic, maybe even Xanadu's. Oh yeah, magic. Oh, and Christmas magic too. A video introduction with Genius and myself that will be very festive. Mm-hmm. Uh, vintage trailer uh, reels for both films, and then of course the post-film discussion where we process. Uh, hopefully a new part of the Christmas rotation, mm-hmm. and hopefully a good part of the new New Year's rotation. Yes, I need a good New Year's movie. Yes, I, I do too. I do. In fact, so it's a Chad said two hundred cigarettes, uh, strange days, strange days. Uh-huh. Which I get. We do need a Blu-ray of that. Now, of course, if that sounds like stuff that you'd be interested in, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/Screenland. But genius, mm-hmm. we're talking Patreon and film family. Keep bellies we also have a collection of festive people that like to get together this time of year and you know what speaking of this time of year it's the time of giving Mm -hmm. and if you have a horror fan in your life and they like to have fun with a couple of 
pretty cool dudes. Yeah. Who am I kidding? A couple of nerds, dorks, socially <laughs> awkward, extroverts and introverts. Right. What better gift than uh, joining our film family from any tier? Give the gift of Patreon. Give the gift of Nightmare Junkheads. Stuff their stockings. There it is. With Squidly Diddly and beyond. Because you know what? <laughs> At Christmas, honestly, if I could ask for Christmas, dear Santa, I want some squid. I want a Squidly Diddly Christmas. That's what needs to happen. That at Squidly Diddly Christmas. Well, guess what, genius? Your Squidly Diddly experience in Christmas can start at our entry tier, which is the Squidly Diddly, which will give you access to all of our Shutter Shoutout content. It's going to give you access to a new thing we just started with our pre-show and trailers for mm-hmm. every Friday Night Fright that we put together. So if you can't make it to in person, you can do it at home. It's the it's the your own starter kit. And then the main perk of this tier is, of course, a shout out on the show. But three times a week, I release a mini episode where I re- kind of react to watching a movie for the first time, and I am coming into my 400th first-time watch. That's fantastic, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome because I've explored some amazing things, have only had like two bad experiences, mm-hmm. but mostly everything positive, uh, to the point where you can hear my thoughts on A Wounded Fawn, which... I need to check that out. I want to hear what you have to say. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's the ending, the end credits rivals Pearl in not pathos, mm-hmm. but lunacy because it's one shot continued over the credits as they run. It's I, been a year for that. I really liked your, I've seen that because I listened to a few of them. And you know, I don't listen to podcasts. Hey, thanks. So like, you know. So I was like, Join hey, me on the journey. All right, I'm going to listen to a few. I really liked the Cat Fest video one that you well, did. because you were there at it. Right, because I was like, oh, I want to hear it. Because I was like, I remembered like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. And there was another one that I saw you did, uh, that you did. It was this goof-ass movie that you were talking about. And I was like, that's a good one. I'll have to watch it. I think it was. God, I'll have to remember. But there's been some good ones that you've done, Dave. Well, it started with King of New York, and it's continuing into eventually. And you know what? If we eventually, if we ever have to have like a last thing, the last one, it will be Blue Monkey. <laughs> so if you see it on the feed, just know things are bad. We're gonna hold on. Something's gonna, yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> things, things are dire. Now, speaking of, I've seen Blue that. Monkey. That is actually our next tier. And uh, in addition, you get to everything at the uh, the Squidly Diddly tier. But the main perk of this, of course, is once a month we talk a newly released horror films. In fact, if you've been wondering where our thoughts are on a number of newly released horror films, because 2022 has been a banner year. There's been some great stuff. And all of our thoughts are on Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, the one here in December... Uh, you will hear our thoughts on not only the the cuddling Christmas classic, mm-hmm. but the analingus, Colonel Angus and analingus. They're eating ass in Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yeah, there's a lot of there's like literally a lot of sex and violence in that movie. There's a reason when we had it at Friday Night Frights, you walked through the beaded curtain. Mm-hmm. But it should be noted, we actually have a couple of guests on that episode. Now, looking then to kind of, I think, the tier that gives you the best value is our another time tier. Excuse me. Yeah, another time. Uh-huh. In addition to all this. I almost said another place, just like another place. Pavlovian, is right? it not? But at that tier, you get it, uh, everything in addition we, we talked about. But then once a month, we also have a commentary track that we release. And here in the month of December, we, we, we included, we went the whole, we ran the series. You know, I gotta say, I was pretty. We were pr- proud of that one because we didn't dip too much into the well again. Because for redoing well, episodes, because we've redone them before, and sometimes Certainly. like, hey, that joke was so nice, we're gonna say it twice. But we did pretty good on this one. Well, it should be noted, we did do a commentary for the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, mm-hmm. and it should be noted. Not only do we touch upon different topics and material, but I definitely revealed something very naughty that Punish. you'll just have to, to take in Punish. and find out. Now, of course, then our top tier is... Another place. There it is. And it, where, of course, you have everything that we just talked about. But the main perk is, of course, re- giving us a movie to request and review. And, and actually, in January, we're going to have our re- most recent one. Uh, in fact, our recent film family member, Jacob, 
Uh, we're going to be talking his film, which I'm not going to reveal yet. Okay. That'll come up usually the week before. Okay. Uh, but hopefully, if any of that sounds like anything you'd be interested in, uh, we'd love you to come and join us. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead. Again, a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, listen, and if you don't, we're always going to be right here on the main feed. Oh, yeah. We're, over, we're always going to be here for We got your back. We've been getting it out of your consciousness. Well, and we were both raised Catholic, so I always feel guilty for charging anyone anything associated with doing with anything I'm with. So, right. so exactly. Like, if you're going to give us money, we're going to give you something, too. It's yes. a fair trade. Yes, yes. Exactly. And speaking of Who fair- runs Bots of Town? Patreon. Embargo lifted. Not content. Episodes. Episodes. <laughs> well- Speaking, let's let's talk about episodes. Let's talk about holy shit. The entirety of this month. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Is it a good night? It's a it's a weird night. Very weird night. It's an awkward night. And going in, knowing that we are going to be closing out the run of the series of Silent Night, Deadly Night with parts four and five. Uh huh. Because we experienced them. For the first time last year, as and experience is a good word for the shutter shout, out, shutter shout out. But experience is a, is the proper word for these movies, and we made I think an interesting journey with both of these films because the first time we viewed them were it was a separate experience. Mm-hmm. This time for for the for the episodes we viewed them together, and which adds a lot. It really does because my memory. Of stuff from as you go, if you go back to the last episode, it was spotty. Of going, oh, I forgot that. Oh yeah, was part of this movie. This one, I definitely remembered the ending, just because how can you not? But I think my favorite part so far of the journey of this series has been the interesting choices and directions taken by a lot of our antagonist slash protagonist mm-hmm. in the film. And from part two with Freeland, with part three with Mosley, with part four with Howard, in that pantheon, we can definitely add Brian Bemmer. Yeah. And the choices he makes in this movie, the stuff that is revealed, I thought was really good. Or the stuff that's revealed that's not revealed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And you know what? Thanks again, Brian Usna. Exactly. And- Thanks, and Screaming Mad George. Again, this is the, the Christmas classic. And here's the thing. Like you are talking about, they're making choices, but they're making the right choices. And the cool thing I like about this on the, on the rewatch is I was blown away how weird his performance was mm. at the beginning. But upon looking about this, it makes sense. Same thing with the Clint Howard one. It's like everything that they're doing it makes sense why they're being so awkward and weird and, and the choices that they're making because they're in character. They're proper. They're doing a good job. They're and doing as, a very as, good job. And, and as campy and as goofy as like one, that don't fuck with me, man. And two, Pino being in Calling All Creeps from the get, <laughs> right? He's properly creepy and and sinister and awkward and... You're wondering why is he so awkward, and you realize later on why. But looking back on it, like I said, that's why. These are good choices. He's. I don't want to spoil this, especially if this is your first time because going into it. But Pino's gonna haunt your dreams. Oh, oh. We'll we'll take our time getting into it because it's it's not quite up there with uh, Clinton Howard's O face, but the Pino, yeah. Looking at. The pedigree of this movie. We've talked about Yuzna. Now, he is producing on this side, not mm-hmm. directing. Uh, we've got the contributions of Screaming Mad George. Uh, and the director's chair this time is a fellow by the name of Martin uh, Kritasser, mm-hmm. who is no stranger to genre. In fact, he wrote Friday the 13th Part 3 and Part 5. First of all, fuck Shelley. And second <laughs> of all, of course he did. And there's <laughs> There's Roy. And it's, of course, part five is probably the sleaziest one. Uh, we actually did a commentary with uh, local musician Josh Beringer, uh, Beringer, who is a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. And obviously we are as well. But more importantly, he contributed to Meatballs part three. <laughs> Which we were talking off mic. Is that the one with the alien? 
I think it was the Angel. See, and I remember the one with Corey Feldman had jet skis, which I think was like part four it, at that point. It was point. Meatballs 2. Was it? Uh-huh. And Meatballs 2, I think, was just like the continuation shenanigans. There were no otherworldly or... I don't or... think there was any other otherworldly shit. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I think that was later on. But Regardless. It was, yeah, it was Meatballs 2, but he did do three and then... And, and, and this? And he seeped in genre. Now, for me, the... And I can't tell if it's the best because of the irony, but the inclusion of one Mickey Rooney. Jiminy Jillikers, the irony is delicious. The irony of that is just so like, mwah. And you if you can go back to the main feed commentary, which we definitely talked about and we definitely addressed it in the one on Patreon. But if you go back to the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, back in 1984... It stirred up a controversy. Oh, yeah. So much so that living Hollywood legend... The star in the world. Bang, zoom. The world. Had to have his voice heard. This was social media before social media. Uh, an op-ed variety. The mm -hmm. L.A. newspaper where everybody back then watched and read and was like, ah. And so basically saying that these are terrible people and they should be ran out of the rail this was ran out of hollywood this is the 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 like you said the twitter before twitter this was like all ah think of the children and the, the, the i think when we talked about it the fact that it was almost this was a viral you know sensation before the internet existed because of a slow news night with some angry parents, what was it? Was it in Wisconsin or Mil someplace stupid? I'm not, I'm not, not saying Wisconsin was stupid, somewhere but it was in our Midwest. Yeah, it's something goofy. We're like, oh, think of the children, right? exactly. And you know what? Here's the thing. Okay, in two defenses of Mickey Rooney, one, if he comes out like, because it was like a decade later, and he get like people can change. Oh, of course. So given the benefit of the doubt, two, you know, um, he was probably hyped up on that bandwagon and shit. But at the same time, it's so good because if he's over there on his high horse. The people are terrible. Next thing you know, like, I can do that. Jiminy Jillikers. <laughs> He's over there with his Santa Claus hat being a man. At least, at least he wasn't in the Clint Howard role in part four. Because that would be terrible. I don't know if, like, I can do that as he slips on the gimp mask, the Dick Nokia Listen, mask. We got enough gruff for Clint Howard's O face. <laughs> Imagine the feedback to He's Mickey Rooney's O face. He's over there. Bang! Zoom! The world. So, were you familiar? Because <laughs> I, Mickey I'm, Rooney? Yeah, I, I... Fuck yeah, I was familiar with Mickey Rooney. I'm not. Yeah? This is probably one of my only Mickey, Mickey Rooney, Rooney movies that I've seen. Shit. So, fill in my gap. What am I missing out on? Okay, so going to back of the day, uh, we would watch... My grandma used to love those old MGM musicals, right? So, we would watch, like, the Mickey Rooney and, like, the, as the Andy Rooney... Or not Andy Rooney. You ever wonder why they call taking a dump when you're not taking it anywhere, right? No, the old... Um, him dancing around with fucking uh, Judy Garland. So I've seen about a couple of those. There was another Mickey Rooney Christmas movie that I grew up calling. It came upon a Midnight Claire that I really liked. Um, Mickey Rooney, I also knew him as the TCBY. Mickey Rooney was just always one of those like Jiminy Jillikers guy that was just constantly around. So I've seen a few Mickey Rooney. I haven't seen Breakfast at Tiffany's Mickey Rooney. Ooh. But I know of Talk Mickey about another Rooney. time. Another place. My goodness. Uh, but I am definitely familiar with a lot of his what the fuck was he called? Like Andy Hardy or some shit like that? It was like something rather. But he had a whole bunch of those. And seeing those growing up I was always familiar with him being just goofy, mm -hmm. you know, because he's just a little like, hey, I just like, again, at the same time in Mickey Rooney. And then again, in showing up in a mad, 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 mad world. I oh, mean, just cements his place. Right. Let's see. Oh, yeah. He's just been in everywhere and he's always ready to show up. Plus, like he, it, looking back, he's got a lot of goofy ideas and a lot of good ideas and he does a lot of charitable work and a lot of good things and yes back in his hollywood days we're, we're, it was rough times but at the same time and he was he's been in it from the beginning from a he's a child actor that has just made his way and honestly even when we were watched beforehand we were watching some clips of him on both conan o'brien which <laughs> If you have the means on YouTube, the ostrich and the scream from the Just ostrich. Screaming at 
him and he's like, wait a minute. And his little Kermit legs are flipping up and down and he's waving the American flag like like it's like a cross little... against a vampire. <laughs> it's unreal. It's unreal. But then we also watched something from 85 with him and Letterman. And it was almost like a nemesis relation was born. Right. The the animosity that he had that he, I think, felt like he was being made fun of. Right. Which... And then even when they tried to get uh, Paul in, he's like, you know, I don't want any part of this. If, again, hey. it's on YouTube. Check it out. But that's what I was about. He was that guy that was always in Hollywood. He has 343 IMD credits as actor. Alone. Wow. As actor alone. A, a legend. A legend. He had his start. He got his start in radio, so a lot of that shit ain't on IMDb, right? <laughs> but his first like film was in 1927. Good Lord. And he worked all the way up until his death. Like, I think his last film. You're going to get Carpal Tunnel weaving, that, like, know. scrolling through his IMDb that way. 2017 was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And he also appeared in the 2021 uh, Holly Hollywood called uh, as Grandpa. And what's incredible is he's got, he's going to have definitely two separate. He was in a shitty shark movie. He was in a shitty shark movie. What shitty shark movie was he in? Bamboo Shark. So rest assured on the I've seen that. Jiminy Killikers. Maybe I'll share that one with you because I don't necessarily can do a, a Jimmy. Jimmy. J- See, I'm going to have a seizure saying right? it. Well, and the fact that he can go on The Simpsons and make fun of himself. And again, if anyone knows you, if you show up You're on The Simpsons. You're instantly cool in my book. Yep. Well, you know, like, hey, it's Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. You know, it's just. He's always been around, even if you've never seen a movie of him. Like he's just like I'm Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. And of course, you have the Dana Carvey, the biggest star in the world. You know, because he takes himself seriously. He takes himself extremely seriously. Just watch that Letterman clip. As goofy as he is, because he's making like fucking Mickey Rooney's Weenie World, and these are real legit shit. Now, of course, I'm not going on to his his uh, charitable work and all of the stuff with kids. That's always good. And Good stuff. Got, got but a good like, talent town for that. Right. <laughs> right, now, that's a, it's right right next to Pound Town. Right next to I-35, next to Pound. <laughs> Not next to Pound Town. Like, we'll take Flavor Town, town but not Pound Town I'm near that. Down. Stop that. Stop that. That stays off mic for a reason. <laughs> I got the two mixed up in my head. I meant to say Flavor Town. <laughs> That's a weird plate of shrimp moment. It is, it is, because I'm thinking about their Mickey Rooney shit. Like, Mickey Rooney's like, what was it, the fake potato fantasy. But he also had, like, another Mickey Rooney restaurant thing. But he had, like, he had Mickey Rooney ketchup. He had, like, Mickey Rooney, like, marinara sauce. Was he He trying to do the Paul Newman thing? Yeah, he had, like... Or was Paul Newman trying to do the Mickey Rooney thing? He was probably Paul Newman had to do the Mickey Rooney thing, because Mickey Rooney did it first. Right? Mickey Rooney was like, I could do that. Fucking, when he Rooney was. Rooney did it. <laughs> Rooney did it. Fucking, his little Kermit links running around. Like when he was getting on Letterman about the grapes, uh, the watermelon soda, he's ahead of his time. Because think all, about it. Was... They got like watermelon flavored crush now. That's true. And he's That's like, true. it's doing great in the South, you know? And it's like, well, he goes to the Midwest and the South. And in fairness, I do enjoy watermelon flavored drinks. Ain't even going to lie. I will. I will. I do enjoy some watermelon flavored soda. You have. You have. You have taken the fruit of one Mickey Rooney. So I'm sure in Jiminy. many way times or another. I've Jiminied and Jillikered. <laughs> so, the, what I that is to say then, built upon your knowledge of Yuzna and Screaming Mad George, uh, built upon. I had my fingers crossed there wasn't going to be a Jiminy shunting. I had my fingers crossed the first time I was watching. I'm like, okay, Scream Matt George, Brian Eason produced. Oh, God, please. For the love of my childhood, please. Dear please. Santa, I take that back. I will. I will. I, I will resent that Clint Howard O face as long as there's no Mickey Rudy shunting. So, for those that are sensitive to shuntings out there, rest assured that didn't happen. No. 
we ha- we go into a whole different kind of no, trauma. Yeah, we go into we. But it's still Adrian, got that Usna George Fla- Matt George flavor. But Adrian it's not, right now isn't having the shining moment, but he's no. he's, the, he's tingling right now. Right, he's he's okay. You're okay, Adrian. It's okay. Woosa, woosa. <laughs> so that to be said. So that to be said. What was your familiarity when we were going in last year to Silent Night Deadly Night Five? Zero to none. Okay. For all I knew, it was about. Mickey Rooney in Santa Claus suit, reverse you, grinching it, Jiminy Jillikers, and with a twinkle in his nose and a thumb up his face, Jiminy Jillikers, and a wave he goes off into space. But you knew it was Mickey Rooney. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I had lowered expectations with this one. And I and again, if you go to our Shutter Shoutout, we're coming off of a double feature of both four and five. Mm-hmm. So coming back to it now, I was anticipating everything. I, and again, the journey itself. It was the little details that I missed the yeah. first time. Oh, and that's what I love with this is the revisiting part. And yeah. We'll get the end of this uh, episode. We are going to do our uh, definitive, definitive, by today's ranking I don't know. of I the franchise. <laughs> right. As of today. As yeah. of today. But the thing I can give parts four and five is it does have that used machine to it. And. There is a certain that oily, slimy. It's an aesthetic, mm-hmm. and it's in it's a feeling. The production design, it's in the script, it is in the effects, it's in the music. Because when we were listening to the intro, one of your friends was like, "Dude, this is very band," and you, we just assumed it was was it Charles Band, Rich, yeah, or Richard Band, Richard Band that usually does the compositions and the composing. It was a different cat. I was shocked, but it had that feel. Mm-hmm. In fact, the opening sequence. Was still stylized. Very had that very Usna esque stylization, and but see, even it had Usna's touch all over it, especially in <laughs> random scenes, because there was multiple Bride of Reanimator shoutouts. There was a re so at one point you see this long line of people waiting for Santa, and one guy is wearing a Reanimator shirt, mm-hmm. and you heard it the first time. You're like, did I hear? Because I didn't hear it, and you're like, did I hear that right? So. Hey, thanks to Vestron Video, we watched this on the Blu-ray. Yeah. We rewound it. Rewound it. We went back. <laughs> sure as shit. She, and, and it's Because she's doing a t- she's doing a long Dear Santa, list. like, I want this, 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 and a tape of Bride of Reanimator. So freaking awesome. that I, It was worth going back to that. Oh, girl's cool. Uh, music by Matthew Morse. Definitely channeling the spirit of Richard Band. Uh, but also... The perverse, the we open up with the sex, the risque, yeah. And in parts four, after the grand opening, what do we open up on? It's that hardcore gymnastic sex scene in a motel, in a in a dirty motel. This one we open up in the hardcore sex scene in suburbia. Yes, it's just this parental sex scene, which the kid in this film, okay, the girl, yeah, went through a journey. Add to the confusion. Of this whole timeline, you know, what's going on. Yes, we're in an anthology. <laughs> Add the confusion. We wind up with the girl from part four, mm-hmm. who her, and, and, and her character's name was Kim. In this movie, the girl's name is Kim. Yep. We have Lonnie, who was the kid that Lonnie, the kid that was the girl was going to sacrifice in this movie as Doug, who she saved yep. as Doug girl's adopted son yep named Lonnie we also have Clint Howard welcome back Clint Howard welcome back as Ricky in part four showing not any affiliation with Ricky in part Ricky two and only three. In name we have him showing up as Ricky in this one as a Santa Claus man right and so as a mall Santa and so it's like and there's hints that this is the same universe, that this actually is not, this is a sequel to four. She alludes to, oh, if you could. You, you, you should hear it happened to me last Christmas, man. I don't, I don't know if I ever, if I believe it. I don't it. believe it. And it's like, wow. Okay. So is Doug girl to Doug girl's like, I'm getting out of the city Apparently. and I'm moving to the suburbs. <laughs> Meanwhile, she stumbles upon this horrific murder. So is she like the linchpin is Doug girl. Whenever she goes town to town, 
bad shit follows. Is she murder? She wrote. May, yes, she is. It's duh. She wrote. <laughs> That's what she is. She's but just, it should be noted. Actually, you know what? She actually has quite a few, a lot of screen time in this. She movie. does. It's more than an extended cameo. Really she's is. a character because she's she's the one that calls the cops. She's the one that like alerts. Thing is, and Lonnie. Lonnie gets his comeuppance. Like, oh, the witches didn't get him in the first. The witches didn't get him in four. But the sure, Mickey Rooney sure is going to hell try it in part five. The majority of my 90s lifestyle actually came back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> Did you have deja vu? Were you oh, like, I was oh, getting, God. I was having my shining moment multiple times throughout <laughs> this film. So let me just ask you this. Now that we've seen it two times, genius, what do you think of Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker? The fuck? Okay. It's like a slow burn because, like, there's madness that happens in the end, but it wasn't until the very end of it where you're like, what the fuck is going on? The whole time you're almost like, this is, it's weird enough to keep your attention. Mm -hmm. And it's got that sheen to, like, this is not right because there's so much madness in it. And not as much toy carnage as you would think with, like, the name The Toy Maker. You would think there would be more, like, of small soldiering or, like, gremlins level of, I like, would, carnage. I would probably give that more as a budgetary thing. Right. Because we do get some small soldier action. We get a super... You know what? Here's the thing, though. With that, you get the Dante version. Here, with the Yuzna Screaming Mad version, mm-hmm. you get that one-eyed crazy monster but I, but see, looking back on it, it's actually a very apt spoiler, 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 spoiler. We're about to get mad spoilers now, right? But it's still apt because I was thinking more. He's making a bunch. He's the toy maker in the fact that he's making a bunch of little ones to go on a spree. Mm-hmm. Flip the script. Of course, it's a using it. He's not making a bunch of little ones. He's making one big one. And that's why he's the toy maker. And you're like, okay, that's why everything is weird. That's why everybody's acting the way they're acting, and especially Pino, right? I mean, there's your fucking foreshadowing right there, especially Pedo. And let's go back to Mickey Rooney's character, Pedo. And let's just say. P-E-T-T-O. Pronunciation is very important. Right? (laughs) So is As it, is the full name of this individual. Mm-hmm. Joe Petto. And you don't have to be a Disney scholar to look too far into what they are very much pulling from to the point that we get references outright them reading the story. Mm-hmm. But oh, also, staying yep. in true Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, tradition. They're watching part four. They're watching... The kid is watching the scene where Doug Girl is the aggressor and and Clint Howard's there on the bed. What? Santa Claus killer, man. So let me ask you a question. Yep. Is he thinking like, hey, that's Kim. That's my that's my mom's friend. And that's the mall Santa that I saw earlier this week. Derek goes through the ringer in this he movie. He does. You can see. From the get. The trauma and the terror in that kid's face. Habitually. <laughs> That's another tradition of Silent oh Night, Deadly yes. Night. Kinder yes. trauma. Oh, Sex scenes in kinder trauma and genre favorites. That's and so used that's Silent Night. Mad George were like, cool. Yeah, oh. we can. Here, yeah, we'll take your beer. Santa Claus, man. <laughs> and the, everything is... See the the other the, the part four was weird and sexual and shunting and gross and bugs. This one does live up on the factor that it is set at Christmas time. There are a Christmas t- plays very heavily into this because you're giving gifts from the fact that the gifts are the things that are killing people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the dueling sex scenes. You have great violence in it. Dueling. Well, I don't. Need, I'm all over the place with this movie. No, that's because good because this is. This, it, there's not that many what the fuck scenes as there was in four or even in like one and two as in like what the fuck as what's happening because I'll go for two like what the fuck this is silly <laughs> garbage day that's a what the fuck scene or that scene certainly what the fuck scenes in in three there was none not a lot um four you're oh yeah not, there was like at least like oh my god but it was all like sexually and gross there was a couple of sex what the fuck. But it was together, so that's almost a two-for-one deal. So that's almost like... 
they were one a, big one. And again, what are you all about? I'm all about value. There you go. Right? And I'm like, okay, cool. But there wasn't like any like nothing crazy sexual until later. No, in fact, you talked about the dueling sex scene. Let's talk about that. The fact that in this movie we have a dueling sex scene. And not only is it dueling in and it's such a funny contrast to what's happening because what precedes it is this whole thing that we've seen in the story where part of the subplot is this creeper that is closing in on the family. Right. And Meanwhile, shenanigans are ensuing. You don't know really who is responsible, responsible for, for the said shenanigans. Uh-huh. Because, again, building up to the first of the you know the people that are dueling in the sex scenes, what precedes it is just outrageous and it's outlandish and it made us laugh because we both remembered what was coming. We're like, oh, is this that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the dueling sex scenes and the chase. The chase. And as she's walking through the parking garage, you can't b- help but just waiting for like a duh girl just calling out. And instead. What is blood if not for dying? You have, to, you have to look in the mirror. Da, 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 da. Whoosh. Like, ah! She comes out with, like, worms, throws bugs at you and shit. That's awful. But that she's is awful. Like, she sees the stalker. Ah! She's, wait, let, me, let me preface this. She sees the stalker. She recognizes the stalker because she pauses. She looks, sees him. Then she runs. She bails as if she saw Candyman. Right? And she's like, ah, after processing, recognizing. Mm -hmm. And he goes, wait. I forgot her name. Susie. Susie, wait, wait, wait. Right? Um, That's not her name. Sarah, you're good. I was close. Right? Sarah. Then he catches her. Why'd you run? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, no. They don't even talk. He catches her. And they immediately start going to town. And they start going to town. Just going to town. Mauling each other. It's just like, and I'm like, well, okay, wow. I, I, that that was Candyman's perfect outcome. That's what he was hoping would happen. I just had but to no. play the game. Yep. Play the game. But <laughs> I didn't know what kind of game they were playing at that point. It was weird. And speaking of, we meanwhile, the other sex scene, there's sex toys, literal sex toys going on. And listen, I'm all for if you want to introduce toys into the bedroom. That's that's part of being in, a, in an adult relationship, right. right? But not sentient ones, not not that, ones designed by Screaming Mad George. Although, although I guarantee he probably could make himself a crazy amount of money to make like the home shunting kit. Oh yeah, the build the di the dis the dis. Oh yeah. god. Oh. But the toys on display. Can you imagine? I mean, you, it would be, have to start out with something that you would like have to put water in and wait a couple it's like, like the those sea little, monkeys or, or the capsules. Like, you know, you put this in water, and then in two days, brrr, a whole ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. But you have to, instead, you have to bathe it in blue light and, and red light instead of, like, nice warm light. It's just got to be just that. Just a pinch of KY, just and little, the magic happens. Mm, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. who's hungry? You just got to feed it slime, goo. Oh, God. I can't even imagine a do-it-yourself using a shunting kit. It's prop. That's why it doesn't exist. That's why that again. Curse. We talked about cursed stuff off right. mic. The thrill of the hunt only for nine ninety five. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I don't even remember where we were going with that. At that I don't point. know. I don't know. But okay. So first of all, let's start at the beginning with the Santa for the first kill with the Santa Pokeball. And you know what? It's really funny because we just both recently saw Don't Open Till Christmas, and the second when we saw on the. The box that said "Don't open till Christmas." Like it's going to explode. What do we want? We want to boom, right? Yeah. Not want to spoil anything there, but having that experience was nice. But the whole opening sequence from the kid walk again from the get go. The kid walks in on the parents having sex, and listen, I've sadly I both of my parents now, God rest their souls, they're not with me anymore. I walked in on them. Have you acted multiple times, <sighs> making whoopee, and I. I, I was one of those things where I'd walk in, I would hear it, and then I'd be like, well, I just, I don't want to be sleeping by myself, so I would kind of like, you know, do the, I think that's where my first shining comes from, where you're like, <laughs> having those moments. But yeah, it's horrid, because it's, you can't imagine them doing things right. like that. It's not traumatic if you have 
good parents that can walk you through it, you know, anything. But this poor kid from the get go, when that's what happens, and then he's getting manhandled afterwards. Yeah. So at least he didn't. At least he didn't like <laughs> creep. You know what I'm saying? Or at least he didn't like ah, freak out. He, he was pretty natural. He was like, oh gosh, and then he just kind of got out of town. He goes, I saw something I shouldn't do. And he was also addressing the fact that. That he, was some ill shit that he saw. Then he's also going to the front door because someone rang the doorbell. Someone rang the doorbell. Nobody rang the it, it, Nobody's stopping. And sure enough, there's a present. Don't open till Christmas. We're expecting a kaboom. But he gets this Santa Pokeball, and apparently it's the all this rage because it's on TV. And it's basically, it's, it's very much the Santa happy fun ball, which if we know anything, again, go back to SNL. But. Don't look it in the eye. No, at all. But that toy is kind of cool, though, because like it had the little pistons that come out. It's a but, rad toy. And the toy that, like, Happy Santa that pops out. But I re- the, the fact that I like that it's like, ding, 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 with the happy. And but then, then ding, 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 As it turns into this evil Santa and starts munching on things, funk, chokes up. The only thing that would have been better if it was, when it, it's, first of all, the fact that it was aimed for the kid was great. But when it attacked <laughs> the uh, dad... Wrapped around, attached to his face, and the the thing was gnawing on it. I would have liked it better, like either more blood was spurting out, or like it would have been gross, or like if like a little thing in the back would have came out of like Santa's ass, and like eggnog would have shot out of it. Well, I'm not I'm not saying right out of his ass, but if it's coming out of the back of Santa. We, That's fair. So if it's below you, the belt, were you wanting something akin to like a phantasm effect mm-hmm. in a way? Yeah, That's but fair. at the same time, That's it fair. was still kind of funny to see like this giant ass Pokeball. But if in you his establish, face. if you establish something though, again, and his final dispatching is pretty spectacular, but it makes it more of natural causes, mm-hmm. which adds to the mystery of. You know, was because that's the reason why, because the kid shuts up. The reason why the toy is still in the house. Why would you have that toy in the house? He can't tell her, unfortunately. Like, he could probably point it out. He'd probably but, say you know, or take it out and throw it out the window. He could do it himself. That that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but <laughs> he's self. He's self. Not speaking. Not self. Not moving. <laughs> well, this movie is very much a Kendra trauma kind of film. Because another kid gets it. The Stephen King approved. Lonnie. Lonnie. It's, Again, the witches didn't get him, but the fruit booting did. They're going for him, and it's technically not Stephen King approved because he makes it. But he does make it. That's true, but he we gets said fucked it's, up. It's Stephen King okayed. Yeah, Stephen like, King's eh. like, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. And that's just it. They're much like in part four, where Lonnie is in danger at the very end. He is in crazy danger, and kids <laughs> are in danger throughout <laughs> yeah. this film. Throughout and. It establishes a number of things. First and foremost, we do have Pedo's toys. Yeah, that I think that's where the first kids are in danger because that toy store looked creepy. I mean, and I worked well, in an old toy store too. That's just it. Let me ask you this because at this point in the franchise and in the series, we've got kind of what appears to be more of a mom and pop place with Joe Pet with Pedo's toys. First of all, let's go back to Pedo's toys before we go. Your name is Joe Pedo. I understand. But why would you name Pedo's Toys, knowing full well that the P-E-T-T-O sounds very, 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 very similar to P-E-D-O, that's not good. You don't want to roll, and especially if you have a delivery van. You don't want to have your delivery van all on the side of Pedo's Toys. Oh, there's the Pedo's Toys van. There's the pedo van running around with all the toys in the back, delivering good stuff to kids. And even if your business is on the up and up, because pedos is clearly not. It's not It's not a bicycle shop, although it looks like a bicycle shop. Thank God it wasn't a bicycle shop. It could be, because there's a sub-dungeon in the back. Yeah. Pedos, nothing good is coming from pedos toys. Name your name your goddamn toys for Joe's. Joe's Wait, toys. So they were doing King uh Neptune King of the Sea in the bike shore. Were they not is this not uh Pymagillion? Pygmalion? Yeah, Pygmalion. Yeah. No, they or may I'm trying to think just in terms of, the, of staying with the mythologies. No, it would be more Punch and Judy than anything. That's fair. No, it would be if they're doing Neptune King of DC, they're still playing Pinocchio down in Joe Pedos. Yeah. You know Rega- what I'm saying? Regardless, it's, it's nefarious. Bad news. Yeah. It's bad news. And like <laughs> it, it let's, let's, let's Joe it, Pedo man. It affected a number of us to this day. So it, very much like quicksand, uh refrigerators that'll close in on you and that stuff. Mm-mm. 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 Um 
Ira's toys, very much more of the bigger Christmas in your heart. And do you think like uh, as Ira's pushing out the pedos in the town? Ira's is still a mom and pop. Are either, they still mom either and pop? way? Either way, Children's Palace is going to come in and destroy him, okay. and then Toys R Us is going to come and destroy them, mm-hmm. and then Time is going to come and destroy Toys R Us. Thanks, Amazon. S- right. So pedos was. Pedos, I think. Here's the thing: Pedos and Iris were in two different towns, mm-hmm. right? So Pedos is the is not the only sh- game in in town. It's not the only game game in town, right? But Iris was. That's why Iris could be bigger. Like Iris, and plus they had like a more local community. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like Iris was the Moon Marble because there was no other toy stores. You know, we had the, that was the Walmart, right? Right, but there's no other toy stores. Pedos, he's in a somewhat looks like a big city it's not la like the girl is it's more the suburbs but you know they got a walmart you know by this time they got a children's palace at least so of course they're gonna knock him out and he mentions of the struggles yeah the very real struggles of Mm -hmm. that which i thought was kind of appropriate well and it's also his fact that he had to move out of town because pino went on a spree yeah well you know what let's let's talk pino because Pino is part of the ending that is the part of the what the fuck, but also is in the long tradition. Brian Bremer's character again. I really like. I don't like the character of it, but I, like I love his, the performance. Yeah, his portrayal was great. It's really good. He's again like in Clint Howard's Part Four, where he's just a weird and creep, but he's being very good at weird and creep. Brian Bremer's performance here, he's very good at being weird and creepy because he's off pudding and he's a using a staple he's yeah, a use, he, was, he was the nerdlinger mm, in society. Uh, society and so to see him from nerdlinger to obvious main villain because even from his basic introductions he's he's, 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 scaring, he's kids. scaring kids and he's creep well <laughs> but i've never creeped out of dungeons that's and fair. peeped on that's people fair. That's you know fair. so no but He's just and breaking into people's houses and sleeping in their beds and sniffing their bras and all that weird shit. He he didn't sniff the bra. No, thankfully you even you're like like, don't sniff it. He He didn't. He didn't. But not giving him credit. But he's off putting from the get. There's something you're like something's wrong with Pino from. From the way he talks, the way he talks to the way he walks. I wasn't doing anything bad, father. It's just like. And listen, as someone that I know I can be off-putting occasionally, I, I, I'm familiar, you know, when I'm quiet into myself, when I'm, ha- when I'm having a pants day, uh-huh. I know, you know, that can be effective, but there's always a part of me that can at least identify with that, but then that identified identification only goes so far, of course, and then once you turn on and make the corner, yeah. But the whole time, the first time I remember seeing this, I remember thinking, what the fuck is this dude's deal? He he looks weird, he acts weird, he moves weird. You know, I don't know if he's a bad actor or what he's trying to do. And then I think I was too flabbergasted at the end to realize he's making these proper choices and these actions and they're working. They're working really because well. Because he's so off-putting, you don't realize. You're like, oh, that dude's, this dude's weird. Little do we know, again, spoilers, that he's going around, like, ripping people's face, ripping his own face off, being Mickey Rooney. And that's another thing. That'd be terrifying. Just like a Jimmy Jillerker, just robotic Mickey Rooney well, running around. There's a few moments in the movie where he gets a moment to where you get the back of his face, his head, and then he turns around dramatically, and he's you're just like, sneering. Oh. It's pretty grand it's pretty grand in fact and mickey rooney's terrifying himself he's really when he's just movie. like Rah, right and he's just comes around and i'm like i wouldn't want to get my ass beat by mickey rooney it's terrifying this is an angry upset disappointed father you know that's that's the worst kind keeping kids in the sub dungeon in your toy store but when we finally get the reveal of everything and i'm talking the reveal and the reveal could be the wtf moment but i think it's a moment after that to me with the you know I love you mommy moment that me is so like, oh that's the scene that's that we're talking the, about that's the big oh but just a few oh. well actually no this is ninety one the attempted assault oh it's gruesome it's yeah. horrid and but it's kind of laid out early when he does go into the home for the first time when he is going through the negligee and that moment when he's in the kid's bed and his feet are he's just all happy. Red. 
it's again. I'm it's, going to be a real boy. It's trying to I, at least make him feel somewhat sympathetic because ideally you're good antagonist, good villain. You need to identify with some part of them at least, you know. But let's before we go to Pino, let's talk about. There's not a high death count. I think there's oh. only there's three maybe. So there's the choke by Santa, uh-huh. right? No. Yeah, there's only two, and they're both the dudes. So there's the death by Santa. There's the, then the RC car explosion. Now there's also the Larry the Larva. Oh yeah, the la- oh we didn't even talk about Larry the Larry Larva. The so larva. there's three. So let's talk about Larry the Larva. Larry the larva that was a great there. kill. That was a great twofer kill yeah, because well. one you already had this weird anal thingy. Listen, it was a leftover prop from part four. I'm yeah, sure. it was weird. Don't here fuck with this man, right? It was one of those just weird sex bugs. Right, and he goes, "Okay, cool." Next thing you know, it's slipping and sliding. Don't play with toys in the car. Stop playing with toys in the car. Put Listen, your focus on driving. Don't text and drive. And don't, don't play, play with, with toys weird sex drive. toys in the car. <laughs> right. So the walking animal beats. So it's on this thing, and then it gets this weird taser power, and you think, "Okay, it's gonna electrocute the shadow." We saw that though with the Santa. Right. Cool. But no, he jumps in the dude's mouth. Right, and Straight of course, to the mouth. it's screaming. Ma- <laughs> It's course it's screaming, man, George. So it, this this toy must be made in Italy because oh, oh, he, man. he pops out of the eye socket and then goes into the other eye and socket. And both of the eye sockets suck out. Right. And then, oh, my God, it's glorious. And then right after that, right Wait. immediately, boom, the car flips over and wonderfully in camera explodes. It was quite proper good explosion. We didn't forget that he was driving a car. Yeah. No, not at all. Everything in that is glorious. And that's just it. The kills when they happen are inventive and creative enough that kept me going through the film. And even the attempted kills. So before the two attempted kills, the other guy gets it. The actual the guy that gets it uh, is during the dueling sex scene. And I want to talk. I want to oh, come God, back about the, the other victim sex. in the school sex scene. Yeah. But well, let's talk. And I want to talk about the kid. Let's talk about the kid first because, uh, yeah. Actually, the kid himself, uh, William Thorne, I will ride with Derek's journey, but at the same time, I really think he was good in this movie because he is 99% silent throughout the film, almost echoing and mimicking, you pointed out, Danielle Harris in Halloween 5 with her silent performance, but I legit think he's good in this movie, and it's a kid actor can make or break a film. Yeah, and then good thing Lonnie was good too, because when Lonnie was straight up went Wiley e. Coyote, the the rocket boots, I cracked the fuck up. He's it, over there, and that's just and a, the music going, the music too, like cartoon <laughs> stuff. It was wonderful, wonderful. And then the RC kill. Now the sex scene, the dueling sex scene. He's getting chopped up. First of all, he's getting a finger up the bum. Was it up the bum or was it? Even? It was caressing. Okay, I couldn't I, tell. I, if... th- there was definitely some tips in the crevasse. That's fair. I didn't there know. was some tips in the crevice because that that mechanical hand just had they had a whole handful of man meat just right in the edge, just chunks. And like the dude was cool with it. The dude was like, "All right, cool." And you know what? Adults. Consenting adults. If you want to bring in sex toys, bring it. Cool. If you want to bring in sex toys designed by Screaming Matt George, cool. But if you want to, like, you just got to make sure. Is he out? He's like, "Fuck all this noise." Right. <laughs> <laughs> so no. So he was cool with it, but then at the same time, then here comes the snake. The snake ties up the girl. The 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 the, the hand starts goes from the bum. To, to the autoerotic asphyxiation, right? That was a new sensation, and so then he uh, went to. <laughs> then he, I got the approval. I got the Caesar finger. The thumb. That's Caesar monster. says yes. Both are monsters in this house. Monsters. So, so then, <laughs> and so then he gets sliced up by fucking um, murder bot. Dude, it was the car that ate Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's unreal. That thing is gnarly. It could have competed in Fury Road. Meanwhile, the partner, the sex scene, she gets a tank. She gets a hole blasted in her. Swiss cheese. But she survives. To the, she, tiny bullets? N- no, no, because she gets shot up by tiny bullets later. Oh, this hole, it's huge. It's huge. It is, it's like a fucking fist. Like somebody punched her gut in, right? But she's still alive and kicking to the point. Then we see the screen met George Wally Gator RC. Sir chomps a lot. Good Lord. That right. 
terrifying. And the way it looks and the way it's shot, we're like, oh my god, it's gonna like Let's, it's gonna crunch right up her dress. It and built around our experiences in part four. And I, then going into that first time viewing, even now I've forgotten. I was like, "Oh, oh is, shit, is this one of those moments we forgot?" And you know what? I bet it was at the point where they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna." Like the director was like, at the last minute, was like, "That might be a little too much." <laughs> that, that's too much. Yeah, that might be a little too much. I or like George was like, "I don't know how I'm gonna do a chomp scene out of that." You know, like I don't know if I can do it. It's it's and they're like, okay, we understand. Uh, you know, so then they move to the leg, but for a brief second there, I was like, oh my god, we and both. She were. survives that too. She, she winds up in Doug Girl's arms. A superhero doll comes out of nowhere, flies and tries to attack everybody else, and she survives that. So and she survives with a big ass hole in her chest. What, what did he blow up? He blew up the thing at garbage pails. It, garbage day fucking it, it it escalates to the point where we finally get to that scene pino's attempted assault this is troubling it's problematic it's as problematic as that scene in part four with the clint o face mm-hmm. and everything that he is expressing especially in his need for the mom and the mommy and let me be your son very freudian oh it's... freud would have a heart attack with this movie mm-hmm. his head would explode yeah, with would. this film and silent night freudian night and it's the reveal of the ken doll parts the reveal of the no reveal the the, the nothing yeah this is what actually took down the never ending story <laughs> it's it's really well done because it's screaming mad george but it's screaming mad george it's so unsettling it's all, oh my god it's unsettling and a living ken doll is fucking unnerving his strip tease thing that he does it was just humor it wasn't overtly goofy but it had just enough of goofiness in it you need to laugh a little because you're feeling gross throughout yeah it's like very if dante lived on 42nd street lived under 42nd street knows christmas because it's sleazy and slimy but it's still got that love for cartoons Mm mm-hmm because the, the where sound he's ripping effects. off his face, the sound effects, yeah. the rocket skates, the, the jaunty like strip tease, the whole like mm-hmm. Mickey Rooney, Jiminy Jillikers, I mean everything. Mickey Rooney throwing the kid in the sack is terrifying. Anytime Mickey Rooney is the uh aggressor in the home evasion, <laughs> that's never a good sign. Yeah. That's never a good sign. Jiminy Jillikers! He's fucking there now. The reveal of everything actually I thought played nicely. And this is also we talked about how with Silent Night, Deadly Night with the series and the franchise, how it's very much taking on the reins of what Halloween three was going to do. It just you know anthologies, weird Christmas anthologies. Throw it in Christmas and you're fine. And in parts four and five, we're seeing what could have been done. But I love the fact though that you have witches in part four. You have robotics in part five. Mm-hmm. It's taking the best of Halloween three. I think that's really, yeah. I want to say inspired by that. And I'm really hoping down the line, because they've revived Creepshow as a series. I would, I, I would like to see I would see where you're going. I would love to see a Halloween in, or, uh, Silent Silent anthology. Yeah. And it doesn't have anything to do with Billy, with Ricky. Mm-hmm. You can throw I have a character named Ricky, of course, that's fine, but... Make just throw so something weird during Christmas. Clint Howard's the Crypt Keeper. Oh, god damn, yes. He's over there like this Christmas tale is gonna be fucking crazy. Comes out the- of an alleyway every time. Hey, hey, didn't see you there. Merry Christmas, man. <laughs> and each revolving like this one, he's holding up a candle. He goes, Hey, I got a story for this one, right? And the next one, he's holding up a worm. Let's say it's a killer Santa, and he's got like, Hey, let me tell you, you got to watch out for Santa Claus. You know what today is, Billy? It's Christmas Eve. You better run. If he can run recre- for your life. If he can recreate that scene with Bryce Dallas, God damn, that Wonderful. would be glorious. Wonder- better yet, if Bryce Dallas could recreate that scene, <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um, <laughs> Final thoughts or other thoughts that we haven't hit on Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. Beyond, also, uh, Firebirds toys in the background. Yeah. That Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Starriors, which are pretty badass as well. Or I had that. There's Pino. I'm going to take his face off. Right? And then speaking of face off, that was a cool, like, severed head 
figurine plushy toy plushy that was rad it's something you could find at like crypticon or at yeah, any major convention that's at what this i'm point. looking for now i can make it make one but don't make one of pino no pinocchio no. and joe <laughs> pedos why would you go to pedos toy store what joe's toys exactly toys toys <laughs> toys fucking toys nah, then people are going to be reminded fucking of pino's robin williams toys. Fucking name it after Pino. You're so proud of making the store of him. Or or, or don't do Pedo and Sons. That's not good. No. You can put Joe and Sons. I don't know. Jiminy Jillikers. Well, from we've taken a journey. And in this month, we've seen every single film in the franchise. So mm-hmm. why not we, for shits and giggles, on the day we're recording this, let's say uh, where it's on December 18th. The year of our Lord. What is your ranking right now, genius? Number one is my absolute favorite. But right up there, right up there, like neck, almost neck and neck is uh, four. Mm-hmm. Four is classic. Uh, I'm going to go then on a tie for third place. I know that's a cop out, but I'm going to go with uh, three and five. Fair. Because three is just enough madness, but too much of one. And four, it's got that madness at the end and then goofiness. Mm-hmm. But then three is my least. Yeah. That is fair. I'm actually going to say I will start with part two just because you get enough of part one, yeah. all the greatest hits, you know of the meme, and it's a fun journey. Uh, then I'm going to go part four and part five mm-hmm. just because they're so different. They're Yuzna. Wow, you're going one that... One is my next one, and because you get a lot of that in the first and in the, the second one, I you know, for the most part, and then I'll close with number three. Now, that being said... That's on the 18th of December right now. Right. It can change on the 19th of December. It could change after we have this Feast of Barbecue. Right. Or whatever we're going to be taking in, right? Mm-hmm. Now. S- meal day. Cheat day. Thank you for this recommendation. This was a nice little little journey we did. Now, closing out uh, next week is going to be our best of episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about our favorite films of 2022, our favorite moments of 2022, and of all the other shenanigans that happened in 2022... We're so going to be real boys. Oh God, until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Chimney Chillickers. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>